There are no rules. No rules. You're listening to Degree Free on the Degree Free Network, where we talk about how to teach yourself, get work, and make money. No degree needed. Here are your hosts, Ryan and Hannah Maruyama. Maruyama. Aloha, guys, and welcome back to Degree Free. We are your hosts, Ryan and Hannah Maruyama. On this podcast, we share fundamentals we've discovered and the mistakes we've made while self-educating, getting work, building businesses, and making money. We'll tell you how to make it happen. No degree needed. Welcome back to the podcast, folks. We are super excited to have you here as always. Please feel free to like and subscribe so you do not miss one of these episodes because that would be a bummer. If you want to know how to go about getting a job without a college degree, do feel free to check out our website, which is degreefreenetwork.com. Our guide is up for sale on there. You can grab it if you want a resource that you can use to figure out how to do what we're talking about. Um, And also feel free to listen to previous episodes because they are chock full of this information as well. Yeah, let's uh, get into today's episode. Today, we're going to be talking about the things you need to know before negotiating. So before you even step into negotiations with a company, there are a bunch of things that you need to figure out first. Yeah. uh, Number one on the list being deciding what you want before you go in for the interview. Sometimes that can be difficult, but you can establish the things that are a priority to you before you start interviewing in a job. And you really should, because otherwise you're going to have to decide what you're, what you want to get out of the job while you're in the interview and interviewing is hard enough as it is. Yeah. So this is not something that people ask a lot. Actually, this is one of those things that like people ask, like, how do I negotiate? That's the question that we get. And we will get there. You know what I mean? Like that's, we'll get there. But you need to know, I mean, honestly, we might not even have to get there. I mean, we, we will, but you might not even have to get there because a lot of people don't do this step first, right? You have to know, you have to go through some things by yourself before, and you have to know these things before you even come to the negotiating table, before you even, you're worried about what to say to that person while you're sitting there with them. Never mind all that right now, right? We're going back to basics. We're going back to identifying the things that you need before before we negotiate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. It's like homework that you do before you before you start interviewing and negotiating with a company right. to accept a position. Everybody wants to know about how to negotiate, but this is the stuff that you need to know before you negotiate. This is the stuff you need to know before you get there. So you can. Right, exactly, exactly. So I have a few questions that I typically... Um, I have, I do get some questions about how to do this. And I think, um, the ones that the, what I get, uh, what I get from those people is that they, there's a few questions that they need to ask themselves first. Uh, one, number one being, uh, what is important to you in a job, right? Uh, everyone would think that the answer would be money and it's okay if it's not, if you've watched any of our uh, podcast shows or you've watched our TikTok before, you know that um, it's our belief that work is about money uh, because that that's that's where you get money from. Um, and today in in America now, that is how you that is how you make money. Uh, that said, 
you need to decide what's important to you to get out of a job. If that's a learning experience, if that's having that company's name on your resume, if that's making connections at that company, if it's getting experience in a specific industry so you can get a different job. And you have to figure out what is important to you about that job before you go into the negotiating period because that's going to dictate how you negotiate. That's really important. Right. And it's identifying what's important to you. Then after that, or while you're doing that, you have to prioritize it, mm-hmm. right? There have to be priorities. If pay is the number one thing, okay, pay is the number one thing, then you're not going to budge on, then you shouldn't budge on pay, right? It, and if, if working four day work week is the number one thing on there, then okay, you're, that's a non-negotiable. You're not going to negotiate around that. Um, and even if you don't have, I mean, I think the first thing is, is identifying those non-negotiables, right? And really, really asking yourself what those are. And there's no right or wrong answer for this. This is largely individual. If like Ryan was saying, you have to sort through the typical things that, uh, a job can offer you, right? Uh, if you, if you want money, if you want a certain schedule, if you want to work from home, if you want certain healthcare benefits that they offer, if you want certain stock options or retirement benefits that they offer, you need to know that before you go in for the interview, because you cannot think about that on the fly in the 15 minutes that they're actually talking to you in the interview. And as, as with everything else that we say, usually it's um, what helps is writing it down, right? Just journal it, write it down, piece of paper, Word doc, wherever. And just saying that these things are important to me. And here are the priorities of these things. And if you don't have any non-negotiables, good. Then you're, easy. Then, yeah, it's super easy. But it does help to at least rank them still, right? If you're not super concerned about money, or I mean, everybody's concerned about money, but if you're not like, if you're like, well, I got, I have. You just want a job. Right. Or it's like, you don't have to make 80 grand a year. Right. And you, and your budget's like, yeah, I, I could take 65. I could, you know, it's not that big of a deal for me. All right, let's do it. You know? Um, but yeah, if you want, if it's like, I have to work from six in the morning to two o'clock in the afternoon, cause I gotta pick up the kids or whatever it is. Like that's not negotiable. God, it's gotta happen. But it's, it's kind of basic, but these are the type of things that like, you got to do this prep work in order to negotiate effectively before you even get to the negotiating table because in, these are your terms. These are your terms in negotiation, right? So I think, I think with these two, the reason it's important to nail down which priorities are where is because is because you can sacrifice them as it were to gain the upper hand in a different part of the negotiation. So if your real priority, if your number one priority is a four hour work week, uh, then you four day work week. Yeah, I'm sorry. If <laughs> to Ferris on the brain. Yeah. Uh, if your if your number one priority is a four day work week, then you have some flexibility and you can actually, not that I would advise it, but again, it all comes down to priorities. You can sacrifice some of the pay if that's really, really important to you. You can sacrifice some of the benefits if that's really important to you. And that is going to give you more control over the outcome of this negotiation. And you're gonna be happier because you are gonna determine 
the the terms of this. Right. Exactly. Um, knowing what you're willing to accept and what you're not willing to accept is super important. Mm-hmm. Right. Is ex- like exactly as you said. Like a four the four hour work week is a good four. There it is. Tim Ferriss. <laughs> no. Back so the, at it with the, the, the <laughs> back at it with the white bands. Yeah. So. <laughs> Four day work week is a good example because like if they're like, well, we can do the four day work week, but you know, it's gotta be, um, but maybe you have to be flexible on the days of the week. Mm-hmm. So maybe instead of you, you want it to be off on Friday. So you gotta work Monday to Thursday, but maybe they're going to give you Monday or maybe they're going to do split week and we're going to Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Right, so you have Wednesday off, and you thought you were gonna get a three day, three day weekend every weekend, but actually you're gonna get a two day, two days. That's two day. a really good. That is a really good point. So with the scheduling one, that's a big one because you, especially if the reason that you need that schedule is so you can work another job or run a business or watch your kids or work with your with your partner's schedule, et cetera, et cetera. You're gonna want to make sure that when you explain that this is a non-negotiable, this is the time that you're available. This is the time you can work. If they want you, this is how it looks. You know, and you can be flexible on the other things. It also, it all, it's also good because you can use, it's, Ryan's mentioned this in another episode, but it's like laying down cards. Um, and you have these cards, right? And you're playing with a full hand and you can sacrifice certain cards to keep the one that's most important to you. And so I think that that matters. Yeah. That was used in a different way, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. It probably would have been more accurate if I said something about chess, but I don't play chess. So. No, but it's like playing cards because you don't keep the card. Anyway. Anyway. So. I'm not a gambling man. So, like, I think with what you are willing to accept and what you aren't willing to accept, I think the key, with, as with everything else, is just being completely honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? Everybody wants to have their cake and eat it, too everybody and um and hey and if you find the job where you can have the best of both worlds you're like yeah i want to make x amount of dollars and i want a four-day work week and i want somebody to watch my kids and i want a butler and it's like yeah yeah okay that sounds good what else would you like and then you just name it all and you're like yeah it sounds good that's fantastic we'll throw a party for you it's great that's awesome that's great yeah but assuming that that's not going to happen um you, you, you really have to be brutally honest about what it is, which, which hills you're going to die on, right? And generally speaking, the least or the less amount of hills that are absolute non-negotiables, probably the easier it is to negotiate. It's strategic thinking. If you have five, if you fi- if you have five positions that you have and you can sacrifice three of them to keep two of them, then do because these are the two that are actually matter to you, not the other ones. And that, but that's why you have to do your own homework before and you have to know what those things are. So you, one, don't get caught off guard and two, you don't miss your shot to get what you want. Right. Because exactly. the thing is too, uh, the recruiters and HR people are not against you. They're just trying to get a good deal on you. They're trying to get you for as little as possible. That's their goal because they're acting in the interest of their company, right? So they're trying to hire you with the least amount of resources possible because that helps them to meet their bottom line. And so just keeping that in mind, because you can you can work with them 
and make it feel like you both won, which you both did. If they get you and you get what you want too, the chances that that's going to be a longer lasting job with good results, I think is better. Remember that, remember that you can always change. Remember that. Do you mean from job to job or do you know? I mean like within the, within the negotiation, right? So like things happen, you learn things, they learn things and it's dynamic. I mean, even it's an absolute non-negotiable, it's an absolute non-negotiable. But sometimes, sometimes these, the people in front of you are going to be like, no, I need you here five days a week. Like I absolutely need you here five days a week, but you love everything else about it. Right. And now. Gotta think. Yeah. And it's just, these aren't, these aren't rules that are written in stone. They're more like guidelines than actual rules. Right. They're just, they're just rules of thumb. And you, generally speaking, it helps if you have the non-negotiables. But if you have five requirements, if you've figured out that you have, there are five things that are important to you and you've listed them one through five and the only one is a non-negotiable, quote unquote, non-negotiable, but they meet all the other four and it's like, uh, that's a pretty good fit. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Right. And it's up to you. It's up to you to decide. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. It's, it's all I'm saying is that only you can know if it's worth it for you. Right. Exactly. And it's like, do you want to, is it worth it to have to hire a babysitter for that extra day? Right. Is, is the money worth it in order to have this work and job that interests you that you like or whatever, whatever the, the case is, however it meets your qualification. Right. And I think the next thing is going to be just like, you got to ask, right? In the negotiation. That's huge because I do find a lot of people, especially, man, it's always the young college graduates. They just don't, it's, and it, it, they, they're just not taught, um, but they don't know how to ask for what they want. They, they get frustrated when a job or a company doesn't give them what they want in a job offer. And I'm like, did you ask for it? And oftentimes they have not. I'm like, they can't read your mind. It's like a relationship. They can't, they don't, they can't know what's in your, what's in your brain and then put it on a paper and give it to you on a silver platter, especially if it costs them money. You have to ask for it because they're not just going to up and give it to you. You have to say, I would like this thing. And a key to that too, is just knowing that once you're in the room, they have their non-negotiables too. Right. But the only way that you're going to find out what their non-negotiables are is if you ask. Right. Right. Because then they'll just say no. And it can be just because the job description says five days a week, just because the job description says 10 to four, whatever it is, whatever, 10 to six. Yeah. Whatever whatever the shift is. Yeah. Just because the job description says that doesn't mean that you can't ask. Just because the job description says range 60 to 80K doesn't mean that if you get in there and you get to the negotiation stage and you've felt like you've pleaded a good case and presented a good case for you to get paid more, that doesn't mean that you can't ask for more. You can ask for whatever you want. If you're like, it's a non-negotiable for me to to make uh, six figures. Non-negotiable. I need 100K and I need benefits, but the thing is that 60 to 80, right? If you felt like you, pre- if you felt like you presented a good enough case, um, and you feel like you can present, you can uh, provide value there, just ask for it. They might laugh you out of the room 
Who cares? Who cares? Right. At the end of the day, you're you you're at the same place, right? I mean, you maybe you waste quote unquote wasted some time interviewing, but you know you got to shoot your shot. I will say you will you only learn from those experiences though. Yeah. Especially because job hunting, interviewing, and negotiating are as long as you are. Honestly, you're going to use it forever. Even if you don't, even if you're self-employed, it's still, it's still valid. It's still useful um, because you're going to either be negotiating from the other side of the table too. And so knowing, knowing this basic stuff is really just going to help you in life because everything, almost everything's a negotiation. Like, I don't know who says that. It's uh, some, I don't, I don't know. There's a bunch of big name sales people, CEO type people that say that, mm. but it's true. Like you're every time that you interact with another person, it's a it's a bid and an agreement. And so knowing that that's how it works and especially understanding that you that two different parties come to the table with different wants for different outcomes. And the only way for them to come to an agreement is to have a discussion and ask each other if these things are acceptable. And so knowing that you are one and equal you know, an, an equal participant in a negotiation and to understanding what what power you do have in that dynamic is really helpful. Yeah, definitely. And then like understanding so the power, the power dynamic and understanding that like you have something they want, right? You have your labor. And as I say all the time, they have a problem. They obviously have a problem and they're willing to pay money for it. They need your labor to fix it. Right. And you need their money. Yep. And as long as you understand that they're trying to get a good deal for your labor. And so are you. So are you on the other side of it. And as long as you understand that, the more that you understand that and the more that you can see the other points, the other person's point of view, I think the better you can maneuver around the situation. Yeah. Cause you feel like you, you understand how much control you have over it. Yeah, definitely. So this is going to be kind of a quick episode. I think the last thing that I really wanted to talk about was knowing when to walk. This one is touchy. Um, and, and I think maybe too, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, uh, be condescending to anybody who's just starting out, but this is knowing when to walk is kind of a risky maneuver. If you really need a job and, uh, you, you really need money and you really need a job, you have less leeway to walk away because you need the money. And so it's a little bit different than someone who's going in with a little bit more experience, a little bit of a financial cushion. It's 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 a little bit different. Um, so so n deciding when to walk away from a job offer, especially if you need the money, is is risky. Yeah, I think um, everybody's financial situation is different and only you can know that, right? And um, I think generally speaking, when you're first starting out, if you're first starting out, the general advice is to say yes to everything. Yeah. Right. Like just say yes to everything. If you need, also, if you need money, just if they're willing to offer you money and you try to negotiate to a higher salary and you get them up a little bit or you don't get them up, but you need the money, maybe take the job. Fix your money problem first. Right. And then also it is easier. It's been proven that it's easier to get another, to get a job while you're employed. Yep. So get a job and then continue to looking for another job. Yeah. I know it Continue sucks. to look for a job at the exact same rate that you're looking for it now. Right. It sucks because it's, it's a lot of work to look for a job, but 
you know, that's kind of where, that's kind of where we're at. And that's kind of, but if you, if you're not just starting out or if you have some money on the side and you don't have to, and money's not the end all be all of your situation, then you have to know, you have to identify the, the, yep. And like I said, those are usually going to be, those are always going to be your non-negotiables, right? Um, it's going to be whether or not you get the right schedule or whether or not it's a work from home. How good their education credit is. Exactly. How, what, what kind of benefits they have, what your vacation, um, package, you know, fringe benefits, core benefits, whatever, whatever it is. I think with that too, in order to know when you're willing to walk, you have to be brutally honest with yourself about what your worth is. If you have no experience and um, you don't have any relevant skills, uh, a relevant skill set, you've been applying for jobs for months and this job offers you a position. Mm, I don't know your situation, but it sounds like you don't have the market value yet to turn them down. It sounds like you need to take that job. And I think that that's, while on a very individual level, I think that generally speaking, especially if you're in a financially not in a good place, get yourself out of the corner by earning some money and having current employment on your resume so that when you apply, you're a more attractive candidate on the market and you do have more leverage. But if you have zero leverage, then you need to get some. And the best way to do that is by getting a job. Right. And then one of the things that I should have touched on earlier and that I wanted to, um, but thanks for reminding me, this is kind of happens before you even apply, but it bear saying here is like kind of doing research about typical salaries in this range. And this is a controversial one because everybody and their mother is like, well, you know, you can't find an accurate range online. Okay, sure, maybe, but you have to come up with a range somewhere. Right. So just look at like, I don't know, five different job sites that and look at the averages for that job and then just average those together or just pick like what looks like in the middle. There's no right or wrong answer to this. People can get all up in arms about it as much as they want. It's very controversial on TikTok to give out salary ranges for 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 jobs. But like, you gotta you gotta start. From, people that are applying for jobs have to start from somewhere. You need you need some you need some sort of basis. Can't just go in with no number. The the thing is too, what's happening at, and I, and I see it as a growing trend is that people companies less and less are posting salary ranges. It's smart on their part, but it's also extremely irritating. Right. It's very it's very smart, and it's very irritating. But yeah, so I think that that growing trend of not posting salaries, it makes a lot of sense because then it forces the person to negotiate, right? And it forces me as the as the uh, interviewee. Yes, it puts you, um, it basically sets you back on your heels. As the person interviewing. As the- Interviewee. 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 Yeah, right? because interviewee the, doesn't make any yeah. sense. So as the interviewee, it makes me battle. It makes me it's an uphill battle. Prove my worth. And um, you know, but but as we said, you gotta start with so you, you gotta start somewhere. Yeah. You need to have some you need to go in there knowing a range. And even if that even if like I said even if your range is wrong, it doesn't matter. Right. And even if their even if their job listing does have a range and if your range is higher than that, ignore it. It's fine. It's a you know, it's a suggestion. It's fine. Right. And you just go there and then you say that this is what I think I should get paid. And if they can't afford it, they'll tell you, right? right. Or if they don't, or, or if they don't want to pay you that money, they'll tell you. Or if they do, they just will say, okay. Right. They'll pay you. Right. Exactly. It doesn't, it, it, it goes both ways. But I think that that's just something that you also in the beginning 
phases of this. You you gotta you gotta know what you want, but before that, you kind of have to have a realistic range. Estimate your market value. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You have to have an estimation of what you're going to be doing, and yeah. and is it wrong? Maybe, but you still got to have it. Right, and obviously, depending on the different roles that you're applying for, because when you're applying for a job, a lot of times especially when you're first starting out or if you're switching industries, you're just applying to anything, right? Anything and everything, right? So you could be, you could be a marketing director at some firm or whatever, or you could be applying for a customer service position, or you could be applying to a sales position, or you could be applying to a manager's position. And you kind of got to know that maybe in every single role, you're going to get paid a different rate. You're going to, or there's, or the range is going to be different. Maybe, and, and and then also the way that you're going to get compensated is going to be different as well. So in the sales role, maybe it's going to be all commission based or small salary. You know, maybe in the manager role, it's going to be bonuses. Yeah, heavy salary, or, heavy bonuses. Right, or maybe or just low, lo- sorry, low, low salary, salary heavy, heavy bonuses. bonuses. Right, and then maybe in the customer service role, it's going to be just a a, a salary. Mm. Right, marketing role, it's going to be bonus, whatever. But just kind of having a a general layout of the land while you're doing it. Especially if you have kind of a varied skill set, and this is gonna be more for degree-free people because sometimes they have a more wide range of skills than a lot of college graduates do. Um, but if you have like a, if you have, for for me, I'm a great example. I have pretty, pretty hefty marketing chops, but I also have sales experience, but I also have software development experience now. So it's possible that if I were interviewing for a marketing role, but they needed somebody who was, you know, if they needed somebody who was in sales and I was willing to entertain that position and they were like, you know what, I think you're a better position for this sales role. You would have wanted to do your research before because if they pivot while you're in the interview, now you're you're back on your heels again because they've changed the they've changed what you're talking about and that does sometimes happen that does sometimes happen especially if you're reaching out um, or you're applying for multiple different roles yeah definitely and then just um, having these numbers or having your non-negotiables in general doing this prep is really going to make it a lot easier. Um, when you do get that, if they're like, yeah, you know, maybe we'll do, maybe, uh, we have actually have two openings. We're just going to fuse these together and we're going to make, we're going to make your role here that, and then you're like, oh crap. And then you have to, then you have to price that. But if you have a good, if you have a good idea, then, you know, you can, uh, if you have a good idea of the pricing of what you're willing to take and what you're willing to not take about as far as salaries or work schedules or whatever it is that else that we talked about, you know, at least you're prepared mm-hmm. at least a little bit, but yeah, that was a good one. I think we covered it all. That was probably one of our quickest episodes, mm-hmm. but it's, this is a, this is a, this is simple stuff guys, but it's really important at the same time. Yeah, definitely. I think this is all, this is like, like you said, we always get the question about how to negotiate and we can get to that. Yeah, but the how of the like, here's the tricks for like, here's the tricks for ne- this is more important, I think, than right. that. I agree. I agree. Because you've got to know what you're negotiating. I about. agree. And like, it's good to know how to sell yourself and it's good to know different uh, mental biases or, um, you know, different marketing and sales tactics in order to 
negotiate harder and into a higher role or a better paying position or whatever. Whatever you're happier with, the way it's a win-win. The, the way that you do it is obviously super important, obviously. Um, but before you get there, you got to figure out what it is that you want so that you know what you're negotiating for. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't get what you don't even know you want. Right. Exactly. And so that's what this episode's about. Um, identifying what's important to you, prioritizing it, figuring out what is non-negotiable, right? Figuring out what you can budge on, what you can't budge on for four day work week, you know, um, work from home, hybrid pay, fringe benefits, core benefits, stock options, you name it, whatever it is, you know, if you want, if you, if you need pay time off, you, if you want your freaking, uh, if you want like to bring your dog work Fridays or something like that, you know what I mean? Like, okay. It's a thing. Yeah, sure. If you want it, you want it. If that's what you want. Right. Exactly. And then, um, know what you're willing to accept. Knowing what you're, knowing which hills that you're willing to die on. And what things you're willing to sacrifice to get the things that are most important. Right. Exactly. Knowing when to walk away. Huge. Mm-hmm. Um, having a salary range before you sit down. You have to. I, have I, to. People, people just get so up in arms. Oh, it's not accurate. It doesn't matter, man. People don't know. Right. They got to figure, they got to make a guess. Right. Just it doesn't matter if you're wrong, by the way. It yeah. doesn't matter if you're wrong. It doesn't matter if the, if that's really high to them. That's okay. It's okay. You can come down. And then the biggest one is that you got to ask. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean... They're not going to give it to you on a silver platter. That's not how the world works. Right. And I mean, and then if they do, then awesome, right? Fantastic. Right. But before they give you what you want, you have to let them know what you want. Mm-hmm. Right? And if you say, I want to make this much money... I want to work from this time to this time on these days and I want these benefits. And they're just like, yeah, we provide all of that. Like right on. Sounds good. When do I start? You know? Um, I think that that's, I think that pretty much covers it. Yeah, I think so. Um, if you are wondering how to do the things all before this, uh, which is how to figure out how to find a job, how to figure out what you need to know, how to go about applying, how to fix your resume, all that good stuff, that is in our guide, which you can get on our website, which is degreefreenetwork.com. It's how to get a job without a college degree. And it's going to teach you everything you need to know. Be sure to like and subscribe, folks, because you don't want to miss our next episode. Yeah, absolutely. And if you guys... Have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, drop us an email, contact at degreefreenetwork.com. Let us know if you guys have any questions. Maybe we'll uh, plan a podcast episode around it. Um, If you guys like this show and you guys made it this far, if you guys can consider leaving us a review, Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcasts, or just giving us a thumbs up on YouTube, um, that really helps to get the message out. Um, Yeah. Until next time, guys. Aloha.